Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Below the Dot Podcast, where we recap and discuss a new episode of Degrassi, The Next Generation, every throwback Thursday from the Degrassi Black Hole. I am one of your co-hosts, Terry McGregor. I am your other host, Chris Sharp. And today we are recapping the two-part season three episodes, 14 and 15 episode titled Accidents Will Happen. But before we get into our usual trivia for Terry or Terry's tidbits, we want to take a moment to include a trigger warning regarding today's episode as it covers sensitive topics. All right. So trigger warning is in effect for these next two episodes, which will take place as just one episode for us. This episode covers the topic of abortion. Obviously, we know that the topic of abortion is sensitive, so if you find this topic triggering to you, we respect your right to skip this week and move to the next episode. I might include clips from the characters discussing abortion because this is something that I care deeply about, and I do not believe that we should censor discussions on the topic similar to our beloved Degrassi producers who aired this episode. If this is something that you disagree with, you are more than welcome to unfollow, unsubscribe respectfully. Amen. All right. So we're going to start off. I have tidbits before my trivia. Yes. Chris has tidbits. I'm reading the mother of all Degrassi. I believe Chris got, or nope, I'm Chris. I believe Terry got a copy. Did you get, I, you probably didn't get yours yet. The probably, did you? Not yet. It's arriving on Friday. Very excited. So stay tuned for upcoming episodes, maybe shorter episodes, kind of discussing it. We'll discuss yes. that off air. Yes. I'm only about uh, 14% in according to my kindle device fun fact we tried recording this before and then for whatever reason the platform said i was talking to myself and so in order to avoid whatever we did we're recording this again (laughs) so i'm going to try to just go really quickly because i don't feel like saying this again so first of all i love that linda talked about how she the motivation behind this was to create media content for teens to see ourselves well not ourselves i'm a whole adult now but i was a teen (laughs) when i watched it reflected in tv so and one of the things that she mentioned was walking away from a deal where they tried to add like morals and lessons and they'd go talk to the lady of degrassi street about what happened in the episode and what they learned from it and she was like absolutely not we are not doing that then it's becoming an after-school special. And Degrassi mm. kind of was an after-school special, but in a less preachy way where I learned a lot from Degrassi, even though, and I know that was their intention, but I didn't feel like I was learning, you know? Mm-hmm. Definitely. Right. And so one of the things that I was telling Terry about in the first record was that I remember I was sitting passenger seat my, with my mom driving and what she says to me, she turns to me and she goes, you know, Oral sex is sex too. And it's just like, ma'am, can you not? And what I assume the motivation was, I believe she was probably watching Oprah or something. And they were like, talk to your teens about oral sex. And like, who wants to have that conversation with their parent? Who was also paying attention to sexual health education, which I was privileged enough to have access to. I know everyone doesn't. But, you know, there's a storyline in Degrassi where one of our characters obviously unsafely performs oral sex on someone and she ends up with gonorrhea of the throat and then it's going around the school so there's 
my mother's attempt and then there's the school's attempt and that probably all went over my head but that episode with that character later down the line was just stuck with me forever and then it's like you just can't be out here doing anything with anybody because then you'll end up with gonorrhea of the throat like emma my bad but you know like her beloved character does and so yes that is that's just i think it was nice seeing the motivation for it, how she turned things down and then also being kind of a byproduct of next generation how i did end up learning so much from it it obviously just really impacted my life yeah i feel like this would be a great time for me to insert the story about how you want to talk about Degrassi not being preachy but being like educational is someone had asked me for like nudes or something like that at a point in time and I literally verbatim told them that I would not send them any because I have watched Degrassi before exactly (laughs) absolutely not I know where these go I know we're not going to be together forever which we weren't so thank god for Degrassi because I never sent anybody nudes (laughs) right Exactly. Wow, that's very interesting. Isn't it? I have some questions. <laughs> but that's for another time. Uh, my next comment was just that, you know, they did, when she was trying to, like, build the brand, she went going from the kids of Degrassi Street to Degrassi Junior High. They tried to have her switch up a character. She had a character. She was very intentional about her characters. They were supposed to look like your kid next door. Which made the show so relatable. You know, you look at shows like Wizards of Waverly Place at the same time era. And, (laughs) sorry, still have my month-long cough. (laughs) Or That's So Raven. Or other characters. And they always just look so polished. Like, they were models. They were actors. Versus your kids under Grassy, you know, and we we could tell. They didn't always have the greatest acting skills. But, you know, they dressed themselves. They styled themselves. Or that, that, that's at least what I saw TikTok say anyway. It said that Manny, like, you know, the Degrassi act- actors did their own hair, makeup, and, and outfits. Mm-hmm. So they looked so normal. And that made them so much more relatable. You know, you're seeing yourself reflected on screens. We do know, clearly, they were a little limited. The white characters were the ones that had a lot of the depth and the character development. They didn't have a character larger than Terry, which shows an issue. But other than... Those very valid criticisms, Emma looked so awkward starting out. You know, Manny was a baby. JT and Toby, like, they looked like normal kids. And they came with their ugly, blunt bang care cuts (laughs) and their terrible dye jobs and Marco and his his cornrows. And seeing, like, seeing my classmates or people who could be my classmates on stage not being polished models and actors showing issues that were real to me was so important to I am can only imagine my like early childhood development or my teenage year development so seeing that she pushed back on a lot of those things to make sure that we had that content was you know very enlightening and I appreciated that you know thank you Linda right Shouts to her. Again, looking forward to joining you on the journey of reading the book because it seems like it's very insightful for a Degrassi fan. So It is. I like that it talks about Degrassi. I know there's another book marketed kind of out there as a Degrassi book, but apparently he doesn't really end up talking about it. So maybe like midway. So the comments say I have not read (laughs) it. So please don't tell me, quote me on it. 
<laughs> I just read one comment. But this is really about like an in-depth development of her life and how Degrassi came to fruition. So I appreciate that. Um, especially as you know, obviously I wouldn't be on this podcast if Degrassi wasn't my life. <laughs> Facts. We would not be here. So <laughs> that's good to see. And so my last just little tidbit from the book was just really sad. It was about the character Wheels who started off in Degrassi or the kids at Degrassi Street. He was a kid named Griff. And then as the series evolved, he ended up playing Wheels. We saw him in TNG at the bowling alley with Snake and um, Joey. And he's telling Snake, you know, you just got to dig deep and find a desire to will. I, too, wanted to end my life based off of the incident that happened in Degrassi High, I believe, where he was driving drunk and he killed a kid. And so I just she gave a little information about his background. I guess he had two parents that drank heavily. So some nights he wouldn't want to go home and he would end up spending the night at Linda's on those nights because they did drink so heavily. And. One day he goes home and he finds his dad dead from a combination of drinking and diabetes neglect plus liver disease, which is really sad. But it gets even more sad where then he eventually became an adult himself and he too was found in a Hamilton rooming house, which I'm not really familiar with what that is. I had to Google it. And he was surrounded by vials of diabetes medication as well as, you know, alcohol. And one of the things that I just saw is that you know, a lot of the storylines deal with parents or children who have parents who struggle with alcohol abuse or misuse or alcoholism of a variety. And I just imagine, can't imagine what that was like for him playing a character on the mm-hmm. show who does something, but then also seeing like the storylines that were important to him reflected in the show. And then unfortunately, ultimately growing up and battling the same kind of diseases that his parents battled. Obviously, Degrassi isn't like a cure or a one-stop fix-all shop, but I don't know. I saw that, and I just thought that must have been so much for that kid. And, you know, it's really sad. He ended up dying in 2007, but they didn't announce it or didn't become public information until, like, 2012. Linda was really hurt by it, of course. You know, she did have kind of, you know, a cordial relationship with him, I think, towards adulthood, but she didn't really keep that close and talk with him. And, of course, I'm sure... Seeing a kid go from that with their father and then to that as an adult was probably really tough for her. And I'm sure that a lot of people felt responsible in one way or another. And I'm not saying that it's her fault. It's absolutely 110% right. not. Um, when I see things like that, it's just like our system failed us. That's that's right. what that is. Yeah, that is sad. I did not know that he passed away from like similar things. And then I also wonder like from that point on if there were any like storylines or something that like reflected that or because I could like just think of the fact that Craig's father was like abusive you know that she could have like pulled inspiration from the fact that she worked with kids that were going home to similar situations absolutely Um, yeah and like Ellie's mom too mm -hmm. she talks about how like she did documentaries and I don't remember if I talked about this last week She did like a documentary, I think it was called Between the World and Me. I couldn't find it online to watch it. But a lot of the kids talk about their experiences, their backgrounds, how they fit in at their schools. And her work as a teacher, I think, inspired a lot of what came to Degrassi. Degrassi. Mm, That makes sense. 
and you just hear so much as a teacher in the classroom things that they say as a counselor I hear a lot but I see fewer kids teachers see 20 to 30 kids a year Mm -hmm. you get to know these kids pretty well so yeah yeah I mean I would personally it's probably I don't know I wish if there were ever a Degrassi episode, because it's like they're going to have to figure out what are kids dealing with today. Mm-hmm. Hopefully they're, you know, surveying kids as well. But, you know, if any of it involves surveying people who work with kids, <clears throat> here I am. <laughs> Ready to work. Yes. For money. Anyway, <laughs> so I have four trivia questions this week. Okay, I'm ready. What concert is Jimmy trying to attend with JT? It is. <laughs> now I don't know what's real because Toby says a name that's wrong. DJ Mad Bullets? <laughs> yes, I oh think so. God. Yes. How many weeks? You're not going to know this one. Maybe you will. How many weeks has Manny's period been missing in action? Oof, I don't know. She was kind of going over that calendar pretty fast i was looking at all the minor details in her calendar thinking you were going to ask me about that mm, and so you know i stopped i stopped to count what is it's, it I, I have looked at it it's, it's nine. Ooh, girl mm, mm. also fun fact it looks like rooming houses are now illegal in hamilton but anyway <laughs> <laughs> in hamilton excuse me hang on Hamilton is like a suburb of Toronto, in case anyone didn't know that. Uh, I'm thinking it was like a... Yeah, I thought it was like a brand. Right, same here. And then I realized I said, no, Hamilton is like a a southern suburb, I believe, of Toronto. Wow. I had to look at it. Anyway, um, back to my trivia. What book is Miss Kwan's class reading? Why am I like this? I have no clue. Are you ready for a hint? Yes. Uh, JT told her they're having a whale of a good time. Oh my goodness. It's not Macbeth, is it? It's not. It's not at all. It's Moby Dick. Okay. (laughs) I went for the M. Right. All right. What is the name of the clinic that provides uterine evictions? I have no clue. They show that? They did. You have to stop and see. (laughs) No, I have no clue. I know I'm annoying. East Don Women's Clinic. Oh, well, shouts to them for being a resource for Manny. (laughs) I'm trying to see if it... I don't think that exists. exists. Or at least... Yeah. All right. You got any tidbits for me? I do. I will try to breeze through these because we discussed this at a very early episode because a lot of these facts came from me watching the 20-year ATX film reunion mm-hmm. that Degrassi had. But to put it into context, and if you are a newer listener, so this episode was viewed as one of the most controversial episodes of Degrassi since it covered the topic of abortion. But of course, it was only really an issue for the US. So I think this episode came out and aired in Canada in 2004, whereas it took until 2006 for the U.S. to air it. And you know how they do. So only after editing it slightly or ending with like a conversation piece or like a special where they could discuss it because they wouldn't just let it be 
put out into the world without giving an explanation, even though it's pretty cut and dry that abortion at this point in time, at least was an option and it should have just been that. And that what else did they talk about? They said that the Canadian audience and American audiences had very different views regarding what was controversial and what was not. So again, to Canada was nothing major. It was just facts. Like this is an option. And then to the U S they did the absolute most. So sounds about right for what's going on today too. And I didn't, I don't know if I realized this, but the first Degrassi or there's three abortion episodes. I read an article about the three and like how they kind of varied. So the first one was in around 1989 and it was Degrassi high with a character named Erica and both that one and like I said, Manny's episode, the one that we're going to talk about today, uh, they didn't air or were modified. So they ended up airing Erica's in the U.S. on like PBS after modifying it and like not showing her going to the abortion clinic. And then I can't even remember exactly how they edited Manny's. But again, I think they really had like a 30 minute conversational piece afterwards. And then they talked about in the article as well, the next class character that dealt with abortion which was lola so she decides to have an abortion i've never watched this episode and i kind of want to go back and watch it now but the difference from both of manny and erica's episode was that you actually go into the abortion like room with her whereas you see we'll talk about it later when we get into it too you don't necessarily see manny go into the room it kind of will end there so they definitely started to normalize it a little bit more by next class and they didn't make Lola's character like regretful or shameful. Like she literally made the choice and knew what she wanted to do. And that was that. So they definitely grew over the years of covering the topic of abortion. And I do enjoy the fact that Degrassi stayed consistent with it being an option for their characters and choosing to dedicate episodes to it and grow with the times. Because as we know, the time that we're living in right now, they are doing everything they can to not make it an option or not make it normal when it literally is normal. And I think the statistic is like one in every four women have had an abortion and it is that normal. So that's what I have today. And again, by now, if you are listening and you do not agree with any of this, you got to go. <laughs> You're done. It's over. <laughs> I mean, so, yeah. I agree. So I'm over here trying to eat. So let me finish this. No, <laughs> live your life. But yes, this is actually one of my favorite episodes because again I'm sure I watched it when it initially aired and just knowing the fact that this was an option and that it wasn't the worst thing in the world was something good to know so I do yeah. I am gonna go back and watch it especially considering how many pregnancy storylines they have throughout the series so many again you you gotta show the options yeah and just like they were so willing because how easy was it probably to show spike as a 14 year old pregnant high schooler you know what i mean like right that was easy because that's literally what happens but why is it not easy to talk about the fact that you don't always have to have a child <laughs> yeah and even just thinking about like the show and the series and how they show like so many characters that are pregnant i how many shows do we have where they have teen moms right they just don't exist I, I mean, maybe they do, but I mean, they weren't showing it on Disney and they weren't showing it on Nickelodeon. No. So, right. Or they and, dedicated a whole series to it. That was terrible. And sometimes I think there are some shows where it'll be like an adult show where they have a kid who gets pregnant, maybe. Mm -hmm. I can but see that being. Like, I'm thinking, what is that, Reba? Yes, yes. Was, she, the, was her daughter a kid or was she a teen she, when she got pregnant? She was probably like in the higher teens, but she was young still. Yeah. I can't, I'm sure that like they have storylines with like that, but 
They don't really have a lot of shows geared towards children who are showing teen pregnancies, which is wild considering how common they are. Okay. You know what I will shout out to lastly is that Euphoria also covered the topic of abortion and they were another Mm -hmm. show that brought you in the room. Which again, I don't think I saw often because I was referencing Degrassi before that and we didn't see anything, you know, like they didn't necessarily normalize the procedure. So Euphoria did, if nothing else, because, you know, they did a lot of drug use and stuff Mm. like that that wasn't the greatest. But if they did nothing else, they uh, normalized that, which I can appreciate as well. And it's wild to think about how, like, how stigmatized it is because I, I remember it was revolutionary, I'm pretty sure, when they showed it in Scandal as well. When Olivia Pope ran off and got her abortion, and I think they actually showed her in the procedure getting the abortion itself. And so that was just, I'm pretty sure that was a big moment for television. I could imagine. Yeah. And, and, and I know that's an adult series, but like this is adult. <laughs> yeah. Did that air on live television? I'm not sure. I, I watched the series on Netflix, okay. so probably not. Because I was going to say, that would be really big, too, if it was just, like, uh, nighttime television. Because, you know, Euphoria was streaming, so. Right. But, yeah, no, that's so true. And, again, it's women of all ages as it should be a right because it's a choice. It should be an option. All right. Yep, there we go. All right, we're ready to get started. I'm ready to get into the episode. All right, so in our opening scene, another episode, another sports team, Manny is practicing gymnastics. Well, Craig is a very oddly there to take pictures of the team. I don't understand. I guess I, I guess he's right. probably a yearbook photographer. Because he's like the only one that takes photos in that school. I guess so. <laughs> Kendra is back, but only just to rush to the bathroom. Very likely the most recent victim of the stomach flu, which is going around. All right, no more breathing, okay, girls? There are germs everywhere, and I'm not about to lose another one of you to the stomach flu going around. I just thought that line was funny because she very seriously tells him to stop breathing, and it... Loki reminds me of my boss who told us to stop getting sick and to take wellness vitamins. Uh-uh. Did you see that? I did because please, <laughs> like, please stop. I'm sorry. You told me to. Anyway, before I get myself <laughs> fired, <clears throat> Manny goes to have Craig take her picture and he does that annoying thing men do where they tell us to smile. He needs to fuck off on that alone. Manny straight up tells him, though, mm, seeing your face doesn't really make me want to smile. And so she does it. Good for her. The Degrassi producers have the nerve to play this dramatic music in the background as if we're supposed to feel bad about Craig's feelings being hurt. He cheated on her and Ashley. I know Manny knew what she was doing, but Craig is still dirt. Absolutely. It takes two. Yeah. So the next scene, Manny is wearing another stylish hat. When Ellie and Ashley walk by to be some hating ass bitches. Hey, Ellie, do you smell something? I think it's a peculiar stench of a boyfriend thief. So I'm just going to put this out here. Please Manny do. was wrong. She knew Craig had a girlfriend and she went after him anyway. But my question is, do you think Ashley and Ellie know that she went after him? Or are they just angry with Manny for dating Craig at all? This is a very good question because I made the mental note of trying to figure out who was right and wrong in this situation. But I don't know that they necessarily know that she was going after him because, but we don't see the conversations Ashley and her have, like Ashley and Craig have, because what if they just never talked? Because if they never talked, she doesn't find anything else out about the night that they hooked up. You know what I mean? So I, I'm not sure. I would 
almost bet, though, that they are literally just placing the anger and blame on Manny, as we see all the time women do. Mm-hmm. Like, they are always looking to blame someone that isn't the partner that cheated on them. Right. And ultimately, spoiler alert, Ashley ends up fi- forgiving Craig in, like, eight seasons. I don't know when. And they still shit talk Manny. That's crazy nuts. It's like, Ashley comes back from wherever she was, and... Ellie says, Ellie says something, it's like, they say something nice about Craig, and then they say something snarky about Manny, and it's like, are you, you're, so we can say something nice about Craig, but not Manny? Like, I, I get it. I get hating both of them, but mm-hmm. I don't get hating one of them. Mm-hmm. It absolutely should be equal, because they literally both made the decision to do what they did, and Craig was really the only one that was holding, like, Craig owed Ashley something. Manny didn't owe Ashley anything, unfortunately. Like, <laughs> Right. So, All right. I don't like that. I agree. Paige pops out of nowhere to tell Manny that everyone's talking about her gymnastic skills. I love Paige because she builds Manny up just to bring her back down and be like, <laughs> mm, when they're not discussing your even more interesting love triangle. And so, but maybe you should do a little bit more damage to control, which is a valid statement. God, what was I watching where it's like, have you tried apologizing? It was, I think it was an early episode of... It was like season two when Ashley ended up apologizing to Paige. And I don't remember if there was a conversation in there, but it's basically like, have you tried apologizing to Paige? Have you tried that? Mm, Yes. It's after the party. Yes. Calls her a hag. Right. And so Ashley or Manny, here's this advice. And we'll go back to that later because plot B, Jimmy is somehow friends with, the same JT who Spinner can't stand because I guess JT is cool and accepted now. For this episode? <laughs> right. They're going to Buffalo to see a concert when Toby greets JT or to- or somebody, Jimmy, trying to get in on the cool kid status. Now I know that I mostly root for Jimmy, but in this episode, I think he's been very mean to Toby and for what reason, I do not know. Okay. At this point... He and Ashley are ancient history. So, like, it doesn't... Anyway. (laughs) He, like, he just doesn't like Toby because he finds his social status beneath him. And I feel like maybe this is developmentally appropriate, but it doesn't make it any less mean. (laughs) Toby doesn't understand why Jimmy isn't friendly with him anymore, for which JT drops this cringe-worthy line. That was before your hot step-sizzle dumped his ass-sizzle. Which, again, coming back to this, this is just stupid because Jimmy is not worried about Ashley or Toby because Ashley has since dated and been dumped by Craig, Jimmy's friend. Oh, my goodness. Right. They never even discussed that. Like, who remembers Jimmy and Ashley at this point? I don't. Which is interesting because, spoiler alert, they come back. But not the point. Back to plot A. Ashley's chilling in the library when Manny approaches her to po- apologize. She reminds Ashley that Craig also lied to her, and that's a valid statement. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but next we find Manny in Miss Kwan's class, and they're reading Moby Dick, when she asks to use the bathroom. Miss Kwan got the nerve to be mad at Manny for being sick. Right. Why would Why would you want her in her class if she was sick? Wouldn't you tell her to get out? She's like, it's so irresponsible for you to have come to school sick today. Ma'am, I wasn't sick when I came to school. Which is quite the different approach to now. To People are like, you need to come to school anyway, and you should just wear a mask. Mm, that, take some Tylenol. 
post pandemic and everything that makes no sense but yeah here we are so manny runs out of the class and emmy's emma's got that dang nosy look about her face so we know she about to say some shit and she did not learn her lesson from the last episode she approaches manny during gymnastics because she is also on the team to tell manny you know if you're sick you can't compete Manny rightfully asks Emma, who who died and made you my mother? Bitch, mind your business. <laughs> Emma is such a hating ass bitch. She just tried to bring Manny down. Manny's like, please keep your mouth shut. This is all I have. She does a few cartwheels and flips on the balance beam and Emma decides they can be friendly again. They start catching up about life when Hazel, who is also on this gymnastics team, Girl. <laughs> runs in to beg for some tampons because she just started her period. Oh, here. I haven't used mine forever. Well, that's an odd thing to say, Manny, and Emma seems to agree. (laughs) Manny's like, oh, it's just because I've been training so hard. But Emma's like, "Mm, it couldn't be anything else. Manny tells you, bitch, it's none of your business. And she storms out of the locker room. But the seed of self-doubt has been planted. Because in the next scene, we see Manny with a calendar to count the number of weeks that have passed since her last period. Oh, girl. Oh, nine too many nine too many (laughs) so if y'all recall we just passed christmas manny's calendar goes through december and to january we see new year's written on there they want us to believe that manny is sitting out in toronto january in a casual jacket okay go in fact let me check the weather in toronto right now that's a good reference point (laughs) it's 41 degrees right now there especially after all that snow they were displaying in the christmas episode Right. Okay. (laughs) Meanwhile, Jimmy is complaining to Hazel about his math grade during lunch when Toby approaches him to demonstrate that JT is not going to deliver the most cringy line in this episode. Yo, dog, sup? Got more ticks for that concert? I love DJ Crazy Guns. But the name of the rapper is actually DJ Mad Bullets. As we discussed trivia, Jimmy laughs and tells Toby that he doesn't even like rap music. He doesn't. And there's no room in the car. But apparently room can be made if Toby can raise his math grade by hacking the system. Toby then makes the black power fist and ends the conversation with peace. And I'm just as confused as Jimmy looks. Yeah, my only, literally the only note I have for this plot B is I hate that he is being borderline racist to be friends with Jimmy. Like, please stop. All right, Manny's staring Craig down, but she decides to walk away and find Paige in her office, a.k.a. the bathroom. Paige, how do I know if a guy, if he used a condom? This scene alone is visible representation of why sexual health education matters. Paige realizes that Manny's being serious and she asks a few follow-up questions and reassures her, you're probably fine because Craig seems semi-responsible. Paige then promises not to tell anyone before dropping another bit of knowledge. And remember, next time, ask questions first. Get naked later. A word. A word, Paige Michael Chuck. Absolutely. And I am going to eat my words on part two of this episode. But I will say that in this moment, she was someone that I could appreciate Manny like going to and talking to. And it was like comforting because as viewers know that Paige has been through some things herself and she's kind of like been, at least to this point, she's maintaining this whatever relationship she has with Manny, even though it's clear that a lot of people are like snubbing her and not talking to her. So she's Mm -hmm. like being kind enough to like share these words of wisdom and 
you know, still interact with Manny, even though people don't like her right now, especially the people that Paige actually hangs out with. Right. I'll regret that later. But in this moment, I can really appreciate Paige. <laughs> Damn. All right. So Toby and JT are in the library trying to hack the system, change Jamaica's grades. Toby wants to be liked and not be a pity invite, so he insists that doing this himself. But then his computer freezes and Jimmy's grade is saved wrong. 8888. He will need to log in through Mr. Radich's account to fix the issue. When Jimmy finds out what Toby did, he tells Toby he better get his ass in Radich's office to fix the issue. I would like to know how Toby managed to log in to, to Mr. Radish's account, but neither here nor there. He gets logged in without any issues, only for Mr. Radish to show up and ask for some tech support. But then he comes around, when Mr. Radish circles around the computer, he's like, mm, why am I already logged in? And Toby chokes. I would have unplugged that computer so fast. Right. Child. <laughs> also, why were there two entrances and Jimmy was only blocking one? One of them. Okay, dum-dums. Like, you wanted him to get caught. So Manny's at the competition, and she messes up the balance beam, resulting in a forfeit for Degrassi. For whatever reason, Craig decides to comfort her. Fuck you, Craig. Either way, this is the prime opportunity for Manny to ask Craig if he used a condom when they had sex. Did you use a condom? What? Manny, you said it was okay. And uh, I thought that meant, you know, you were on the pill. It was my first time. I meant that it was okay. Well, now Craig is getting upset because Manny's being evasive about whether or not something is wrong. Manny decides instead to go for a run, only to end up at the Spike Nelson household. Like, I think I'm pregnant. I love the continuity for the plot, for the plot like Spike helping Manny with her unplanned pregnancy after Spike was pregnant herself in an earlier series. Like, love it. So Spike helps Manny to take a pregnancy test and asks Manny what plans she might have if she's pregnant. Manny's terrified about how her mom will respond because her cousin sent her to a convent in the Philippines when she found herself pregnant. I don't, under- I don't understand these old ass tests because the only reason I know that Manny ends up being pregnant is because both of them look really disappointed. Oof. Also, I mean, I don't know. They also found out really quickly and they like had a timer on and everything. So that was interesting. But I 100% agree that like seeing Spike play the role of someone that I actually don't remember exactly if someone was supportive of her. I'm assuming so because she says her mom was supportive. But her playing the supportive role of someone who is a teen um, that Mm -hmm. is pregnant. So I love that she was able to go to her because she wouldn't have gone to her mom initially she definitely has to, right. to do that so i'm glad she had someone to go to because that can be very scary i'm sure i agree so toby snitched on jimmy about his math grade to mr radish and mr radish gives them both saturday detention which pisses jimmy off because that is the same day of the concert toby doesn't even know the name of the rapper once again and jimmy tells him you fake as fuck to close this first of the two-part episode manny called craig to meet with her and he tries to be short and leave and she's like "Mm, i'm pregnant and he tells her i'm cool with it insert what if we had it we could be a little family this reaction right here to me is an early warning sign for me about craig it it tells me that craig is not one to play with not the red flag like that considering that we went from him like shunning her not wanting anything to do with her cheating on but then cheating on his partner for her and then being mean to her and all these things to suddenly wanting to have a baby with her is really crazy right all right i mean back and forth right exactly 
So he is far too irrational and excited for my taste. And yeah, I just wondered if that was a hint towards future character development for him. I do love that I'm not the only one who notices this. We'll talk about it later. So many days have passed and Manny and Craig are walking through the hall debating on the sex of their baby. Craig literally runs into Ellie, who then catches Paige on the stairwell, and they watch Craig kiss Manny goodbye. Y'all are doing a lot, considering y'all are the most trifling couple at Degrassi. Truthfully, everything is moving too quickly for the worst reasons. So Paige asks Manny how the condom question went, and Manny tells her it went sort of well, and she walks away. And Paige is like, okay, well, we have cheer practice later. Manny tells her, I can't make it. When Paige gets to class, we see Ellie and Ashley gossiping about Manny and Craig in the hallway. When Ashley's like, girl, did you know to Paige? Paige says, they're not just going out, girl. They're also having a baby. New episode, new plot B. Liberty's paired up to work with Shine on a project, and neither of them are looking forward to this pairing. JT's bitch ass was behind them, hoping aloud that he doesn't get paired with Liberty. I mentioned this because JT talks a lot of shit about Liberty in this episode, the way he talked shit about Emma in the last episode, and y'all know I don't like that boy. Mm-hmm. Craig and Manny are eating lunch together. They're looking through a baby book for names, very publicly discussing which names they'll like for the baby when Ashley approaches them to ask what they're reading. When she sees the book, she announces to the entire lunchroom that Craig and Manny are having a baby. Question. Do you think Ashley was wrong for this? They ask this question a lot on Degrassi Reddit. That's so funny. I do. And I don't know. I think it's just like exposing someone like a teen pregnancy as that. I know you're hurt. But like, what did that do for Ashley? Yeah, I mean, look, I she was wrong, but she was right. I want you to suffer. The nerve of you to cheat on me with this girl under my nose and get her pregnant and flaunt it in my face. You got to die. You and your yeah. whole bloodline got to die. <laughs> I just don't know if I would be the one to spill it. Like, I think I would have so much more fun watching it unfold and not being the one to look bitter and like announce it. I don't know. Like, I you could have left that, you know, like she could have left that to Paige. Paige is really good at starting rumors. I think I've said that I'm very big on like sitting back and just watching and watching, like, because y'all going to ruin your own life. Yes, absolutely. Honestly, it's very possible that if she sat back and watched this and didn't reveal to the whole school that Manny was pregnant, Manny would have ended up with that baby and they would be miserable today. See, she interfered too early. That's exactly. her problem. Exactly. She wasn't playing the long game because then Craig would literally have a child to take care of for 18 plus years with the girl. Mm-hmm. And she did not his other girlfriend with. And think about the suffering that could have happened. The way I would have sat there and been quiet. But that's me. But I do stand by what she did. It was not nice and it was a foul thing to do, but I relate to that level of anger. Yeah, for sure. I just feel so weird about like exposing someone's pregnancy. <laughs> like, right. But at 16, 15, nah, I'm telling everybody yeah. and their mama, fuck you yeah. and your mama. No shade, Craig, because I know your, your mama. Well, Honestly. Fuck you and the horse you rode in on. Okay, that's what I'm going to do. For real, because right. his parents missing are the reason that he thinks he needs to have this baby, which is not the answer. Right. Could you imagine being, what's his face, Joey? Right. Oh my gosh. Taking this kid in just for him to do all this stupid shit. The things Craig puts Joey through. So Manny's crying in the bathroom and she overhears Terry talking to Hazel and Paige about how lucky she is. Manny's so lucky. Babies are bundles of love. I'm almost jealous. Terry, 
You should be fixed for even thinking that. Excuse me? I like Manny, but this is the most loserish move ever. She is going to be somebody's mom. She's totally ruining her life and probably her figure. That is so wild. But you know, it takes hearing it from the mouth of someone else. And so here's the deal. I wish any young single parents the best of luck. I do not want you to suffer. But facts are facts. And like we're not necessarily even talking about like your body, but things are going to change for you. Things are going like they just are. And like even having a child as a whole adult, the way you do things, I'd be like, dang, I want to go to the store. Oh, wait, let me go dress my child, put them in the car, drive to blah, 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 get them out, put them in the car. Like, and we're just talking about a 10 minute trip to the store. Imagine trying to go to high school, trying to go to college, trying to start a career, like a whole grown adult talking about this changed my life and I got a whole career already. And so I don't want to be like, make people who have their kids young feel bad. But what Paige said is not wrong. I won't necessarily use the word ruining because we all know pro-life Emma's feelings would be hurt, but you absolutely change in somebody's life when you get pregnant young. Yeah. yeah, there's no going back. Like you literally, the day you decide to have a child, especially when you're that young, I'm assuming your life changes forever. There's no going back to the person that you were before. You're not about to have the same easy opportunities, right? Think about the fact that Manny doesn't even drive yet. Like you have to learn how to drive a car while someone watches your kid. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yes. Yes. It's like you, you have to find either childcare or take your kid to everything. And we see that kind of represented later when we have an actively team parent on the show. It's not the greatest, but I mean, it comes up where it's like, I got my kid. I got to take care of this kid. So yeah, just throwing that out there. She's not wrong, but like, I'm not trying to shame anyone who has a kid young. Do you, but don't deny that having a kid doesn't change your life. And Paige hit, highlights that very real fact, which if Manny didn't hear that conversation, she would just be blissfully happy with Craig and she could have ruined her life. And Ashley could sit back and watch with popcorn. All right. So Emma finds Manny in the bathroom to offer unsolicited advice and comfort. She invites Craig and Manny to her home later that day to watch baby Jack. Meanwhile, at Degrassi, Liberty hits JT with a century old joke asking if he had a nice trip after he fell. And JT is not in the mood. He tells her, this little three-year crush you've had on me, it's getting a little boring or some shit. He's basically like, bitch, back the fuck up. I'm tired. He's not wrong, but he's still wrong because I don't like him. Manny and Craig are fawning over baby Jack's cuteness. He's sleeping when Emma pulls Manny to the side to show her baby Maud's development. Craig hits us with one of his infamously read-the-room Craig lines as he states, I can't believe you're going to get that big. My God. He had no home training. He has no filter. And just when you think he can't get any dumber, he goes, Babies aren't exactly rocket science. And so when baby Jack begins to rustle and tussle a little bit after Emma laments, she's like, I'm never going to get him back to sleep. I just want to add that men are truly this stupid when it comes to child development. They are. Craig is representing a very real fact for a lot of men out here. And I'm not even just saying 15-year-old boys. I'm talking 25. I'm talking 35. They really be the stupid. Forever and ever. It really does not get that much better. Like, 
I just put in a side note that I don't know one man who's given an accurate perspective of caring for an infant. My husband's cousin told my husband that having kids back to back, I'm talking his kids are like 10 months apart, is the easiest setup because you get in and you get get it out of the way. My husband swore by this until we had our own child. And now he like, oh, but my husband's my like my husband's cousin told him he was like, no, it was she said, no, it was terrible. Um, it was really hard and very exhausting. And those were, those were very difficult. And my husband insisted. He said, no, having kids or twins is, is ideal. And I sat there and I was like, have you seen a baby? But like every man I know, my father included, be lying. They'd be like, yeah, my kids slept through the night at five days. And the mothers be like, mm, five years every time. So don't ever listen to a man about raising a baby because they sound just like Craig. I'm going to tell y'all right now too, that even a man raising a dog <laughs> like does not work out well. No home training. They have no I clue. Don't, I don't understand. And you know, I really be, I be rooting for you younger generations. I say to everyone, I feel like the younger men are better, but you telling me you younger and your man, is he bad? Is he? Girl, I'm telling you great love him to death but when it comes to parenting a dog he does not know when she needs to take medicine did not ever set up any vet appointments like every vet appointment every Mm. doctor is Mm. in my name every prescription is in my name you would not know where to start does he walk her every day yes does she love him sometimes more than she loves me because she doesn't know any better absolutely but if i were to leave him here for more than a week with this dog i don't know what would happen (laughs) oh my god poor baby all right so uh, Emma tells Craig, if he's so easy, go ahead and take care of him. I'm going to step out on my porch to see my boo, Chris. Chris and Emma are listening to Manny and Craig through the baby monitor. And I guess they're changing Jack's diaper. Chris didn't have to do them like this because he then quips. That's a basic treat. Emma goes back in. It looks like Jack spit up on Manny and neither of them succeeded at changing his diaper, which is just unfathomable to me because I babysat kids from when I was in eighth grade. So I can't imagine, like I I didn't have younger siblings or cousins, so I wasn't changing their diapers, but I did babysit. So I can't imagine not knowing how to change a diaper, but here we are. Where are we? So Manny watches Emma changing Jack's diaper and there's this dramatic music playing in the background. And it seems like Manny's reconsidering her decision to become a parent. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, right to so. Liberty and Sean are working on their project, and she's surprised to see that Sean is actually invested in the project. He shares that Amy broke up with him the week prior for a guy who does motocross. Hope she likes mud, he says. He tells her, I'm moving on, and you need to move on from JT too. But Sean regrets that pep talk. Why did Liberty show up the next day at school dressed like Rizzo from Greece, as JT mocks her for? She says, my new look was inspired by Sean. And next to Sean, he, his little friend eyes Liberty. You might not have noticed him, but I did. JT's like, oh, on one hand, I'm relieved. But on the other, I feel really sorry for you. And hint is not in her vocabulary. So you got to tell that little girl to fuck off. <laughs> That's so mean. It's, uh, I can't stand him, but he's not wrong. Yeah. No, she doesn't get it. I mean, think about the extremes he went to to not to get her to not like him previously. Like, he lied about being gay. <laughs> like, But for what it's worth, I see my, I've said it before, and I see my earlier self in Liberty. I 
two crushed on boys for years who had no interest in me. This is why every time we talk about this, I'd be like, didn't nobody like me. And it's fine. It's totally cool. But I was Liberty. I looked like Liberty. My hair looked like Liberty, the way her hair used to stick up all the time. I, Liberty is me. I was Liberty. <laughs> and now she's a bad bitch. So I would like to say the same about myself. Is. Yes, I'm glad you were able to see Liberty in your or see yourself in Liberty, just like we talked about at the beginning. That's mm-hmm. important. Representation yeah. matters. And let me just say, as well, Liberty is a bad bitch. Google, Google Ryan Cooley. Google. It. Oh my god! Yeah, did not age well. Just saying. Anyway, so I can count on my fingers how many times Spinner has said something that makes sense and. This episode is one of those occasions. Can I ask you a question, dude? Are you on crack? Dude, you got a girl pregnant and you're just walking around like, la la la, gonna be a dad, no schlaboggle. <laughs> Thank you, Spinner, for asking the question that we all needed the answer to. Craig smacked Craig upside the head and told him he does not understand what the fuck is going on. You better miss out on keg parties and life <laughs> so you can have a baby? Valid questions. I mean, you know you're fucking up when Spinner is calling you out for being an idiot because when is he ever paying attention enough to anything? (laughs) You do. You knew you was wrong when he agreed and you know you fucking up when he tells you that you stupid. (laughs) The math must not be mathing because Spinner says you need to make it make sense and Craig tries to make it make sense because he like... You've got a family. All right. I just, I stay at some guy's house. But Manny and the baby, they're mine. And so I was very sad to hear Craig say that he feels like he doesn't have a family. But this is some unhinged level shit. And Spinner gives him a look to be like, oh, I am concerned. Yeah. Because I couldn't tell if he was like, oh, wow, like I get it. Or, oh, wow, (laughs) this is a problem. Spinner like, Someone get this man some help. Where is Miss Sauve? Oof, child. So meanwhile, Manny pops up at the Nelson Simpson household uninvited to ask Spike what's it like being a single mom. Juggling six things at once that are all on fire, riding a bus for 12 years. But you get sticky candy kisses. And Manny's look in response to this is my exact look when my coworkers tell me about their kids. When they used to be like, yes, and then your kids hug you. And it was like, but you wake up at five in the morning and your house is chaos. But they hug you and you feel good. Now, granted, I like my child. So y'all don't have to call nobody on me. And I definitely treat her like I love her. But I'm just saying, people talk about how much they love their kids. They sound just as stupid as Spike did when she said, I feel like I'm juggling shit that's on fire, but I get sticky candy because, bitch, that's not enough. Right. That the scale is not balanced. I'm sorry. (laughs) Mm, No, no. But, you know, so Manny is looking like, "Mm, I need some other options. Manny's like, I want to study fashion, but Craig wants me to keep the baby. And Spike asks a very important question that needs to be asked. Is Craig always going to be there for you? We stand a pro-choice queen because she tells Manny that ultimately the decision is hers. You know, I wrote down the note just reading the fact that I love the role that Spike plays for this and how she's not being judgmental with whatever 
Manny is about to do. And the fact that she kept it real and was like, okay, Craig is the person or like the father of this child, but it all the responsibility is going to be on you. Like she did not shy away from that. Yeah. And I mean, like, again, you just can't depend on someone, especially if you look at, you know, Manny's or Spike's life. You know, she had this partner who wasn't a partner, just a boy who she knew, who then ended up completely dropping the ball and falling through on you, her. She just did not have any support. She just had her mother. And, and she's so, lucky, right? Right. And unfortunately, the birth parent doesn't get to abandon their child. And anytime they do, y'all slander them online. And I be sitting there like, yes, bitch, abandon that kid with that father. He deserved it. But then like... To freedom. It's just not the same. It's not the same. Not at all. Liberty brings Sean his lunch and asks him, let's sit school and get a five-finger discount and chill at the ravine. Mm-mm. More more cringeworthy content and sean tells her i'm not interested and i never will be so you need to move on jay makes a joke about liberty being great at chess and the mysterious black boy next to him his name is towers smacks jay Ooh. which i think i mentioned he gets fired because he was always late which feels racist it does you did mention him and i was wondering why i would know his name otherwise and it's because of that <laughs> mm-hmm. all right so Manny visits with Spike again to tell her about the pregnancy update, but gets to Emma instead. So she tells Emma the truth. My mom's going to drive me. Where are you going? Emma's like, to the clinic and not for another ultrasound. She tells Emma explicitly, I'm getting an abortion. Emma makes it about herself, just like she did with Spike. Manny doesn't want to give the baby a crappy life with a mom who isn't ready. And Emma sounds like every pro-life idiot when she says, well, at least it would have a life. Speaking from traumatized TikTok, that is not the case. And those poor children grew up to be very sad adults. Just saying. Then Emma suggests that Manny look into child trafficking. Oh, I'm sorry. She suggests that Manny look into adoption, also known as child trafficking. And Manny says, I'm not with that shit either. I'm not about to get all big. And then everyone's going to see it and it's going to be awful. I mean... Look, it's her body, her choice. Manny has an excuse for each one of Emma's solutions, but Emma tells her, you can get through it, despite all the adversities. Knowing good and well, she dropped Manny like a whole potato maybe eight weeks ago when Manny ditched her at the ravine or the rave. So, like, have a baby or don't, but don't make a choice based on your flaky-ass friend and a boy who won't even tell you that he loves you. Just saying. Don't. And that's my thing, too, is like Emma had all this energy as if she was going to take care of Manny's baby for her. Were you going to be the person I'm saying? Babysitter? Like, you know, already got to walk Jack's like. But this and this is what I'm saying when I say that, like these pro-life people, this is exactly what they sound like. They say you have this baby in spite of all this. You can do it, but you can do it with no help from me. This is right. what I sound like. And then yeah. they'd be like, well, that's your punishment. Is it? Because as 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 Manny says. The baby's the one who's going to suffer. You're not punishing me. I mean, I, you are, but you're really punishing the child. And the baby deserves better. I agree. My ear Where did your headphones go? Okay. Don't play with me right now. Let's see. You back? Okay, I'm good. All right. Emma's a controlling type of friend who only wants to be your friend if you live your life in accordance with what she wants. And she has shown this throughout the series multiple times. If y'all remember, she didn't like Manny for trying out for cheerleading, changing up her look. And now she about to set Manny up to be a single mom. 
fake ass bitch. Anyway, Manny is in Miss Kwan's class the next day looking over the steps for her upcoming procedure while Emma, creepily and probably judgingly, watches her. When Manny finds Craig after class, yes, Emma is still watching, she tells Craig the truth. I'm not having a baby at 14. Craig finds himself pushing Manny's shoulder to tell her he's not, she's not going to abort his baby neither. And Manny, Emma comes to Manny's rescue. Emma's argument don't make no sense either. She tells Craig, I agree with you and I'd be furious if she were a stranger. Bitch, what is a stranger's business? Your business. It's even worse if it was a stranger. Then you really need to mind your business. <laughs> like, are you like, kidding me? How is another stranger's universe any more your business than Manny's? But anyway. Craig be out here throwing a tantrum in the hallway. Where are the students and teachers? But yeah, so she basically tells Craig, you need to mind your business because this is my friend. Back the fuck up. And honestly, he didn't need to because why was he pushing her? Mm -hmm. Then both Emma and Craig leave Manny alone exactly how they would have left her if she kept this baby. To cleanse our palate. Liberty is feeling sorry for herself in her stupid little outfit when Sean comes to tell Liberty that Towers has a crush on her. She turns around to see him doing a Birdman hand rub. Liberty is so thirsty for anyone to like her that she welcomes this opportunity. This also kind of felt racist because why is it the only other black character? See? You see? Like, please. Manny's at the clinic for her abortion and they're going through the procedure and safety risks. Manny affirms that she will be okay after her procedure and we see her going to get her uterus evacuated. And Yeah. You know, ultimately, she deserves to be able to do that. And she was not wrong. Mm-hmm. And she did. So shout out to Canadian Healthcare. Honestly, because, you know, I just had the thought is just like, she didn't even ask Craig to fund that. Like, she was like, I'm going to go do it. So I'm assuming the healthcare system there, as we already know, is better. Yeah. You have any morals? My moral is pretty simple. It is your body, your choice. That's what I had too. That's beautiful. But to add to that, ask questions first, get naked later. Also, very relevant because we would never been in the situation with Manny had she done that. Yeah, I like this episode. It's a very good episode. I mean, again, we know that everyone doesn't have access to sexual health education. So they had a lot of very important conversations about what to expect and your options and what that will look like and again it is your body and your choice in your life so that is a choice some people do choose to make which is to have a child young basically it's just it's a really important episode just for the culture for people to know their options not just the option of abortion you just have many options and what that looks like and how that impacts your family and the conversations that you should have if you are going to have sex with somebody, you don't just assume anything when it comes to protection. You shouldn't. Craig shouldn't have assumed. Manny should not have assumed. They should have been comfortable enough having an explicit conversation, which is what they usually say in sexual health education. Like if you're going to have sex with someone, you need to feel comfortable asking certain questions. And I think that was kind of the storyline that they had with Jimmy and Ashley considering it. So you see, what you should do with Jimmy and Ashley and what happens when you don't have a conversation with Manny and Craig. That's a very good parallel. So, yeah, I mean, I like it. I needed it. I didn't really need it. I had sexual health education in school, but I think it taught 
I know. I mean, it absolutely I, did the job. I didn't have a child as a teen, so right. A win is a win. A win is a I win. I know I would have been miserable. Yeah. No, it did its job, and I think if anything, it paved the way for there to be more conversations uh, and more television shows to cover this topic, which is important. So, I agree. Always going to root for them to bring Degrassi back. Same. Otherwise, One day. Yeah. Otherwise, I guess I'll just keep showing these episodes to my children. Fun fact, I have to do a presentation. They're forcing the only black person at the job to tell all of my non-black coworkers to stop being racist. Stop it girl and so i'm kind of looping it in with not just being about racism but also you know how kids will use gay as a slur and how you know other other type of derogatory statements that you want to make sure that you're checking because they don't necessarily understand it and kind of calling it out in an educational way without harming the person who has been harmed in the house in the classroom but also using it as a teachable moment and i went to use two clips from I think it's episode 14 of season two the one where I think it's called careless whisper where Dr. Sally comes for and Marco's exploring sexuality and Spinner makes the comment about more like HIV positive and we see Mr. Simpson call it out and say "Mm, that's a derogatory statement and that will not be tolerated anyway I used some clips from that episode to have the teachers then say do you think this is a good way or a bad way to call it out? Because I incorporate Degrassi into everything I do. And I said, if y'all going to make me do this nonsense, the way I'm going to make it my own. Yeah, absolutely. And there's lessons to be learned from Degrassi. So you're not wrong. How much? I said, there's, yeah, I needed an example. And so I found it in Degrassi. I find so much of what I do in Degrassi. And I, I don't want older kids. But if I worked with older kids, I would absolutely use Degrassi episodes. So place to start. Are you kidding me? <laughs> All right. So you got any more questions, comments, or concerns? No, I think we discussed a lot of good stuff this episode. So that's all I got. Next on Degrassi, in this homage to the Breakfast Club, would definitely have read that word as homage. <laughs> if you did not say homage so much on the show. <laughs> you know, but I say both. So Fun facts about me, I can't read. Anyway, in this homage to The Breakfast Club, Hazel, Ellie, Jimmy, Toby, and Sean are stuck in Mr. Radish's Saturday detention block, and despite being in different cliques, they begin to bond. That wraps this week's episode of the Below the Dot podcast. If you enjoyed your listen, please tell a friend to tell a friend. To hold you over between episodes, you can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok under some derivative of the username below the dot. Feel free to reach out with any questions, comments, or concerns on either of our social media accounts or email us at whateverittakes385 at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening, and we will be back on your airways this time next week, whatever it takes. Whatever